Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast that tells the story behind the book. It includes insights from authors about how they compose their work, what inspires them, and what they hope you'll take away from their book. Here's your host for this episode of Books on Air, Suzanne Harris. Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Sloan Fremont filling in for Suzanne Harris. This is a podcast where listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is Brenda Miller, author of the book, The Kid Code, 30-Second Parenting Strategies. Brenda believes that everyone has a right to peaceful parenting and that kids have a right to peaceful parents. To go from chaos to calmness in 30 seconds or less is nothing less than a miracle, and Brenda's book offers 100 strategies to give parents and kids right now relief. Brenda, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you, Sloan. I'm very happy to be here because, you know, you know that saying, it takes a community to raise a child. Yes. Uh Uh-huh but it also takes one to support parents. Yes. And so let's start out maybe by telling the audience just a little bit about yourself and what led you to write your book, The Kid Code. Well, I had some really interesting experiences. So I spent some of my formative years hiding in a cupboard and, um, you know, from people who couldn't do differently, but it sent me out into the world terribly stressed. Yeah. I lost my belly laugh. And I really wondered if I could get that back. So I started observing kids, Sloan, because, you know, um, kids are natural. So, you know, if you sit down and play with them in a sandbox, they don't register and they're not informed by uh, skin color, the Mm -hmm. the size of your car, anything. Right. And I realized it kind of hit me like a lightning bolt that that's their nature. They're inclusive. They belly laugh. And of course, they have the other side. And that's why I wrote the book. (laughs) Right. that other side. But what was really startling to me, Sloan, was that when I discovered that that was their nature, I discovered that that is our nature also. And, but where was it then? That's what I was really curious about. And so I taught conscious conflict resolution in six countries as a career. Mm -hmm. And then I um, reduced them, all of the ideas that I learned over those many years into really short, concise parenting strategies I call them instant evolution out of stress in 30 seconds yeah I love that yeah and I know that's an outrageous statement to make but I also like to say that stress is optional yeah Uh, and I like to help people prove that to themselves by simply using one of these strategies every time there's an upset because they can prove it to themselves yeah and that's um that's so, so much you said there is, is so interesting because we, it's, it's what came to mind to me when you were asking about like, as adults, where does that, um, childlike living in the natural state go? It's like, there's some, some span in there as we go from kids to adults where it, it ends, I guess. And then we, be, when we're in, as adults, we, we lose that and we forget, and we have that disconnect there that some people, you know, carry through all of their lives. But I think a lot of us spend the majority of our lives trying to get back to that state, right? We try these practices, we try all, um, all kinds of things to get ourselves back into that more natural childlike state. And what I love about your book and what you said in the, um, in your intro there was how we can move out of these states of stress in, in such a short amount of time. And it's a choice. We can decide to do that. It's not running wild and out of control. Like it might feel inside of us. No. And stress, stress is not, normal it's familiar yeah. stress is yes. useful if we're, if we're running out of our you know running away from our modern day tigers but other than that it is not useful it's just familiar to us yes and that uh, as i realized stress is not familiar to kids it's 
I mean, yes, there is that other side of them, of course, that that nature that um, that grows. But you can also see this other side that I'm talking about. And for me, it's like what happened to me was as I kept doing these simple little 30 second strategies and I, I designed them like that, Sloan, because parents have two problems. One is not enough time. And the second one is you have to have a strategy that works quickly yeah. and, and works really well. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just I wasn't interested in anything that wouldn't be like really crazy helpful yeah. because you know how much help parents need and how much kid chaos there is, especially nowadays. Right. Yes. So can you give us an example of some of the strategies that you have in your book? Yeah. So my favorite one is, is called blessing mistakes. Mm. So one day I was driving my dad's too big truck in his too small corral. And I put <laughs> in it. And oh. Yeah. And, uh, and when I told him, apologized and showed him, he opened his arms wide to me and said, it doesn't matter a particle. And on that day, I learned how to give myself and others grace, not grief when a mistake is made. Yeah. And I realized that, wow, we're so hard on ourselves. We're so, and then we teach our kids to be really hard on themselves. And can you, like, I don't know about you, Sloan, but I still make a lot of mistakes every day. Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, I think everyone does. And what a relief. Like, you know, like if, if, um, if I make a mistake, and I say and feel the truth of the statement, I matter more than this mistake. Yeah. And Ooh, then that's I make really it, good. I matter more than this mistake. Yeah. And then I make it right. Because that's part two, of course, mm-hmm. because we feel better when we uh, don't hide a mistake, or if we ignore the mistake or justify a mistake, if you check with how with yourself, how you feel inside, when you do that, you feel worse. And it's that's out of our nature. Yeah. And that, that piling on that we do when we make mistakes, right. The shame or the guilt or the regret of, Oh, if I could only go back and do this differently. Right. And it's, none of that is, we can't, none of that is useful in that moment. So being able to give ourselves that grace and being able to then, because if we, if, what I've noticed about myself, what happens internally that maybe I'm not even realizing I externalize that in other ways to other people. Right. So if we can't give ourselves grace, then how can we give it to others? Right. So it starts with that internal recognition that then we can carry it on and and offer to others. And isn't it interesting, Sloan, wouldn't you say that um, the moment that I realized that the mistake doesn't matter and and that that's actually a true statement, I'm delivered back to my nature completely stress-free. Yes. It takes the pressure off and it's like, whoa, I don't have to go through all that, that I usually do to myself. And it's also true. Yes. It's it's true that we all as humans matter more than a mistake. And so I encourage people to put up post-it notes around their house or or business or school. I I talk to schools. I talked to two of them last week Mm -hmm. and um, make the signs or your hallways, whatever your staff room, um, for love's sake, bless the mistake, or give them mm-hmm. a break, bless the mistake, or don't cause a fight, make it right. Oh, I love all those. And that's so easy, right? Those gentle reminders, giving it, being able to give ourselves with the post-it note, like wherever, right? The car all around. It, it's, it's a great, um, especially when we're in that moment, because that, that's the critical, the pivotal yeah. part there when we're in the moment. We, uh, we have a choice, right? We can go to our old ways or we can do what, exactly what you're talking today. Take these other strategies and apply them and see how that impacts your life in such a, a different and more positive way. And why it works so beautifully is because it's natural to us. Yeah. The kindness 
instead of meanness is natural. And that's why it feels good. That's why I, I know it's my nature is yeah. because if I'm kind to someone, I feel really good inside. If I'm mean to someone, I feel really awful inside. That's how I've determined what is and isn't my nature. Yes. It's so simple, right? If we, when we, when I hear you say it, it's such a simple reminder, but it's so true. Cause we can all, we all know that feeling in the pit of our stomach, right? The tightness, or, you know, if we maybe feel it in our heart or somewhere, but being able to get back to our true nature and, and live from that place, I think is especially now for parents who are, you know, stress, stress is like, as we talked about that, that, that's a normal thing for most people, but it doesn't have to be right. We can, we can implement these practices to um, approach and um, start our days differently and, and live, end up living a different life. Well, can you imagine like your child spills the, their cereal on the floor, milk, sticky milk all over the place. And you say, and feel the truth of the statement, you matter more than this mistake. Let's clean it up. Yeah. The, yeah. the child, yes, we're teaching the child that mistakes are going to happen. We're human, they do. And that there is absolutely not one good reason to stay upset about them. And there's every good reason to make them right, even if it takes the rest of your life. Even yeah. if you keep making amends, like let's say somebody, uh, you made a mistake and now somebody's passed on and you, you can't apologize to them. You can, for the rest of your life, do something good. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's no, there's no end to the amount of good you can do to make a mistake. Right. And even thinking about that, letting those words sit and resonate, feel good, feel back to our natural state, right. L- letting that sit and resonate in your body. I-, I can feel that. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that that's wonderful. Cause that's our natural state. <laughs> yeah. The other one that kind of goes with this one Sloan is the natural consequences that we teach. So we have about 11 kid co-teachers now, a couple of them are still in training. Mm-hmm. And um, we, so we teach parents, one of the things is natural consequences. So how we like to teach that is, you know, if everything has a consequence attached. So if we pay a little bit of attention to that, we can reduce stress in our home. Mm-hmm. Here's how. So if it rains um, and I go outside without an umbrella, that's the action. The consequences I get wet. Mm-hmm. So if we think about this, if the child has an assignment, they're supposed to hand in and they don't. What are the actual consequences? So, well, they got some free time. That's true. They, it's true that they will cause upsets with their parents and teachers. It's true that they'll feel stress about it. It's true that they'll defend what they've done and cause themselves more stress about it. Mm-hmm. When those things are discussed in a family, like I encourage all families to make a natural consequences sheet so that everybody can understand that, oh, everything I do has a consequence. Do I want it or not? Right. What and amazing skills for a child to learn and carry and that through life? Yes. And it's never that this is such an important part of this. It's never with punishment, a natural consequence. It's just a natural consequence. It's never with, you know, you know why though, because I love poking holes in the punishment paradigm because put very simply, if I punish a child, I'm a good person because I'm making that child into a good person. Mm. This is not logical. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So if we look at the logic of that, and once we realize that deeply, Sloan, the next thing we want to do is guide a child. Like, how are you internally? Which brings me to my next one was a kid has a temper tantrum, or we have a temper tantrum, Mm -hmm. um, which yes, we do. Of course we do. And so say a a child is having a tantrum in the store, you can't put a lid on lava most of the time. So 
what you want to do is not get engaged in it. But one, one crazy person in the room is enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yes. We, we don't, it's not going to be helpful if we're upset. I don't care. Other parents are watching us. I don't care what's happening. You um, take care of your well-being and stay calm. We have lots of strategies for that. I imagine putting on a dunce cap um, because if I, I love this part. So I've noticed, I started watching myself when I was angry and I would notice it. the very first thing I would do. First, I would think like a dunce. Then I would speak like one and then I would act like a dunce. So oh. really, because you watch this because we become completely irrational the moment right. we're angry. So, and I've not found a good reason. I'm open and I've been looking for many years, but there's never been a good reason for me to stay angry. So anyway, another one is, um, this is taught by a Canadian teacher and author. So put a note in your pocket that says, I don't need my angry story anymore. So while your kid is tantruming, you just pull this note out and you remind yourself, I don't need to get angry. It's all it does is interrupt the anger because it's not going to be useful. And also, I mean, it's addictive, it's toxic to the body. Anybody can Google that. It fractures relationships. There is no good reason for it. And, and often if we relax, like you're saying, it goes away. That buildup of that anger in that second, it, it it doesn't take long for it to go away. And so if we can control ourselves in that moment, we have we'll have such a different outcome. And I also think listening to your talk, you talk like, you know, in the tantrum situation where maybe other parents are watching. Um, sometimes it seems like the societal societal norm is that people expect the parent to get mad. And so I often, I wonder if that's, you know, if people are just used to that because that's what's expected of them. And you're offering another option here where no, you don't have to do that, right? There's other ways you can um, manage the situation. And I'm not saying we bury our feelings about that. I'm saying we yeah. process them, but we don't need to say a word while we do it. It can actually process right through ourselves because it's not natural to us. Otherwise it cements and reappears. But, you know, we can also do things like women can do Kegels. Mm-hmm. Um, we can recite baseball stats or anything like that. We can do breathing. We can silently sing a song, anything to keep us from making it worse. And yeah, interrupt kids, the pattern. You know, for kids, I feel this is vital. Yes. So I call it blow up prevention, mm-hmm. you know, because as I mentioned, you can't put a lid on lava. So most of the time it's going to blow, but, uh, To prevent that, sometimes you can do that by, like, for example, if you're in a grocery store, you can get them to tell a story with you. You arrive at the milk cooler, you talk about the farmer milking the cow and the cat sitting, hoping for a stream of milk. And you get the child involved in the story, name the farmer, the cat and the cow. And you keep the story going on and on and on and on. And how does the milk get to the store and name the truck drivers and and their pets and everything? Um, And if the child can't calm down, you, you, you can invite them to do things like blow your socks off. Just try it. You can. <laughs> there's so many different strategies. And then when it's done, and this is vital to me, because we are each responsible for our own self-regulation and emotional mm-hmm. intelligence. Nobody mm-hmm. else can do that for us. We right. tell the child we love them and we're not crazy about their temper tantrum because it hurts them. Yeah. Yeah. That little bit of information really helps a child realize the truth. Yeah. Wow. That's very um, profound, very, very impactful, I would think. And I'm thinking if, uh, you know, as a, you know, most children also want to uh, not, they want to uh, please, isn't the word, but they want to make their parents happy, you know, and they want to um, 
so knowing as a child, knowing that that also makes the parent hurt, you know, I would think would be very, um, interrupt their pattern, their thought pattern or their negativity that they're feeling in that moment. You know, and, and we think anger will get us somewhere or this negativity will get us somewhere. And, and really uh, we encourage all parents to put a note on their child's, um, bedroom or bathroom mirror that says, I'm so sorry. I taught you that negativity or anger will get us somewhere. It won't let's get rid of it together. Yeah. And use, use these strategies to do just that. And that's Mm -hmm. what my book is for is there's 100 strategies in that book. And then there's, uh, in blessing mistakes, I realized I wrote that book blessing mistakes, even though it's a strategy in the kid code, I wrote it Sloan because I realized that people with a lot of anger need to, to start dissolving that, you know, before it detonates. Yeah. Um, Because all it ever does is grow unless you, you give it an avenue that's healthy and let it dissolve because it's not part of our nature. So half of that book is about how to dissolve anger. And then um, the uh, bully proof yourself and your kids. I'm so excited about that. I was just talking to Nigeria about that because they're, bullying turns to murder very quickly and but you know in our even in our society uh, bullying you can meet and defeat a bully sometimes without ever speaking to them because here's why because the usual anti-bullying strategies don't teach us how to take the target off of our back that requires some questions like what am I giving the bully that I shouldn't yeah When when I sat with that why am I attracting a bully? How come he bullies me and not someone else? So when I, I, I devised, I think, six or seven questions, and I sat with them myself, <clears throat> and I realized, well, I'm giving the bully power. In other words, I act submissively and let them make the decisions, hoping they won't hurt me. That's what attracts the bully. Yeah. And as soon as you see it, you get free of it. It doesn't feel good, but you do see it. You, you, you are then starting to dissolve it. Only because it's not part of your nature, it doesn't work. Yeah. So I'm excited about that book. And then the next one is uh, Mr. Tusky's Travels. And that's a wise young elephant who takes his little bit rowdy, but very lovable crew of critters on outer adventures around the world, only to discover something really remarkable about their inner selves. And that is every time they come back to their nature. So it's um, 15 stories. And for example, so when they go to Paris, Mr. Tusky's a little bit clumsy. So he knocks over the Eiffel Tower and he uh, he, he says, bless me. I, I matter more than this mistake. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. The crew looks on in horror saying, <laughs> oh, no, no, you just knocked over the tower. So he explains it. Then he lifts his trunk. And he calls all the <laughs> elephants in the Paris Zoo and all the ants in the city to come and help him put the tower back up. That's part two of blessing mistakes, making it right. So there's those 15 stories teach kids how to either stay in their nature or come back to it when there's a challenge. Amazing. So the kid code, plus you have three additional books that you've written and all with this theme. I love this theme and this, um, this reminder for both, I I would, you know, both parents and kids. I think the, the message is one that can resonate so deeply with everybody listening because um, many of us did not grow up with this kind of, um, guidance or even understanding that the, these options outside of anger or any other painful emotion like that was even available. And so I love your message. I love that you're, um, you're teaching this and you have others teaching this as, as well. It's, um, it's just an amazing message and um, it's so needed at this time. <laughs> yes, it really is. And it's, it's such a nice relief to 
to be able to use, you know, all these take 30 seconds or less, don't they? Yeah. 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 And and the willingness to recognize it and do it. And yeah, that's right. Yeah. And have such a different experience in life that, um, it it seems like most people are looking for (laughs) really, if you you know, there, most people are. Wouldn't you say that almost everything we do is towards well-being, but we don't actually know or haven't landed on what causes long-term permanent unshakable well-being? Yes, for sure. Like don't, don't you and I go to work to hoping for well-being of some sort. Don't we have families for the same reason? And yet the, the truth of it is like our nature is not gone. It's, it's the, it's the long forgotten whisper of well-being just waiting for us to uncover it. And I had no idea that doing these strategies would uncover it. And it did. Oh, amazing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we could talk for hours about this, but we're coming <laughs> to the end of our time. So my guest this week has been, has been Brenda Miller, author of the kid code 30 second parenting strategies. And before we close out, Brenda, what's one thing you want to leave the readers or the listeners with today to make sure they know about your book. I'd like them to know that it's, it seems like it's not easy to do this, to make any parenting changes, but I'm sharing with you that it's, it's better and easier to instantly evolve out of stress than to continue to suffer from it. Yeah. Uh, That's our goal is to help people rediscover their joyfully harmless nature and teach that to their kids and send them out into the world really well loved, equipped with these tools that will blossom them. And you can find me at my website, which is really easy, thekidcode.ca. Okay, amazing. And I'll link to that in the show notes so the listeners can find that. Okay, Sloan, thank you so much. Yes, thank you, Brenda, for joining us today and being our guest on Books on Air. And congratulations on the success of your books. That's amazing. You can find more about the Kid Code 30 Second Parenting Strategies on Amazon. And as I mentioned, I'll link to the book and Brenda's website in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Sloan Fremont, and I hope you'll join us for the next Books on Air podcast. Remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.